Well, what is up, Ugnots and Jawas out there? This is Mando Talk. I'm your host, Caleb Keller, and alongside me, Nolan Ferris. Yep. Jacob Keller. Brandon Anderson. Yep. The crew's back to discuss the Mandalorian Chapter 11, The Heiress. Now we know who that is, now that we've seen it. Who? Full-on disclosure to those of you listening, spoiler-heavy review slash recap slash reaction that we are going to be diving into this evening. Now, overall, loved it from Mm -hmm. beginning to end. Thought it was well done. Bryce Dallas Howard, give shout-outs to her. She was the director. She also directed Chapter 4, of season one, which is the episode that we were introduced to Gina Carano's character, right. Cara Dune. So she knocked it out again. Uh, she's two for two. I'm all for Bryce Dallas Howard coming back, delivering some more Mandalorian content Yeah, from now, and who knows how long this thing runs. Now, I believe I did see a report that The Mandalorian season three is officially confirmed to be released in 2021. We've already kind of known that, but we've now gotten official confirmation from Disney Plus themselves. Right so we're going to keep on with the <laughs> yearly basis right schedule. But regardless, we got a lot to talk about with just this one episode. We sure do. I mean, tons <laughs> of Mandalorian culture things, uh, the things that we've always been most interested in. Uh-huh. I think we got delivered heavily in this week's episode. Nolan, general thoughts, loved it, hated it, liked it, good. What do you think? Uh yeah, definitely a solid episode. I really enjoyed getting that backstory from the uh for the people of Mandalore. Mm. And uh it kind of sheds light on a whole lot of things which we'll go over and discuss. Um but a lot of things we've been wondering since, you know, beginning of season 1, right. uh, you know, why doesn't he take off his helmet and stuff like that. We kind of get a little hints at maybe why that is the way it is. Um but going back to Bryce, uh, Dallas Howard. Yes. Yeah. What else has she directed? Do we know? Or uh, as far as like films, right? I'm not sure. Um, that's a great question. I mean, I can be pulling that up because I feel like uh, she did a really good job with the introductions of the characters and um, their backstory and why they are there the way they are, which could be writing uh, a lot of, but just the the circumstance of introductions and the way they were acting and stuff was really well uh, developed, Yeah, I guess. And uh, I liked that. I liked seeing the child and how, you know, because he kind of got tossed around a little bit this time. So I liked seeing him put in more danger, which we didn't get him using the force, which I was anticipating that was going to happen in this episode since... Yeah. Episode three of the first season Correct. is where he started using the force. So right. I was really expecting him to use the force in this episode, but wasn't uh wasn't given that. So. Right. Yeah, and, and I, that's one thing that I'm surprised so far with season two is we haven't seen a hint of oh well, I mean last week when he put his hand on the egg canister, like the eggs floated and toward towards him. But other than that, like we haven't gotten a ton of baby Yoda performing the force now i'm still struggling my internet is just slow, slow. to death Which right I mean, now but i understand that they don't want to beat that horse to death yeah you know with the force thing and yeah he's powerful and everything and so far you know he's 
the most powerful thing he did was the mud horn thing. Correct. Well, and also deflecting the flames at the oh, end of right, season one. Right. Now looking at so Bryce Dallas Howard finally answering your question, it looks like she's done a bunch of kind of short films. Okay. But I do remember watching the Disney Gallery for season one of The Mandalorian. That's her first like TV episode that she's directed because John Favreau said that she specifically put her in that episode because he knew that it was a stressful episode, but she wouldn't know it because it was her first time doing it. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to just he wanted to just throw her kind of in there. Right but on. she's again, she's knocked it out twice. Yes. Yeah, sure. Has. Um, Jacob, very done. We're very well done. though. Jacob, what are your just overall kind of takeaways before we dive into it? Man, I loved it. Uh, so many questions that we've had for a long time since the beginning of this show kind of were answered in this episode. Yeah. And we get fundamental um, kingpins of this show coming back for, you know, just a a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, fundamental enemies in the show coming back just for a minute. And we see a little glimpse of how uh, real the fight still is for the Empire. Right. And then we see, you know, on the other side... We see the introduction of these new characters, which fans have been wanting to see for so long. Agreed. And uh, we see that they're they've got a struggle to get back to where they think Mandalore needs to be, 100%. and that's awesome to see. That's the, the one of the coolest things about this episode. Yeah, ba. I know we've. I always feel like I put you in a bad spot by asking you last because, I mean, what else is there to say? But what are your general thoughts? <laughs> I, I enjoyed the episode too. We get Mandalorian backstory, like you said. We get a glimpse of the Empire, what they're doing, and we start to see these paths that I think are going to cross and start to, you know, entangle themselves between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. Because yeah, I I think I'm with you guys in agreement that this isn't the last time their paths are going to cross. No, yeah. definitely. Now we. I was just thinking, um, you know, I feel like all of this might be leading to where uh, Mando, Bogotan, Ahsoka Tana, and the Empire Remnant, all of those paths might cross eventually at some point, in some way. Don't forget, we got Boba Fett still out there. Uh (laughs) Cobb Vanth, I don't think we're done with him. Uh, Obviously, I think he's a little less important to the story overall compared to all these other characters that we've seen and discussed. And I don't know about y'all, Bo-Katan for me, like, that's more exciting to me than Boba Fett, mm-hmm. only because I know that with her comes the baggage of Mandalorian history. Yeah. And, and we're already saber. getting that. Exactly. Yeah. And I can't wait to see some more of that. Yeah. So if y'all are ready, we can go ahead and dive straight into this episode, break it down from a fundamental standpoint, overreact. Dive too deep, like we always do. You can count on the (laughs) overreactions. Now, we start off the episode right where the the very first shot that we ever saw of season two of The Mandalorian from the trailer, Mm -hmm. uh, the Razor Crest is toast. Now, the crash landing scene, I do not know why, I do not know why, but that scene I thought was top two or three scenes for me in the episode only because I just love that visual and for me it was like everything went silent except for the music whenever it was falling and it just blew my mind away whenever I was seeing that occur it took me back to I don't know if y'all have seen the new Star Trek movies uh, that J.J. Abrams kind of took over it took me back to when the Enterprise was free falling through the sky really enjoyed that opening scene Mm -hmm. 
uh, and we get to Trask. So no waste of time, no what people out there get to call filler episodes. We get right there in the action, and literally one of the first things that we see, well, first, Lady Frog's story is over. She's gotten with Sir Frog. <laughs> Happy Sir moment. Frog. Heartwarming. Yep. But we get Sasha Banks' character moment that we've seen in the trailer that we speculated uh-huh. like crazy about. We did. Occur. Um, and maybe we were right about some of those speculations? Well... Some of them. The reports out there indicated that Sasha Banks was going to be Sabine yeah. Wren. And I don't think that that is the case. Uh, it Her name is never vocally said out loud during the episode. Mm-hmm. But in the subtitles, Sasha Banks' character is revealed as Casca Reeves. Uh, so I feel like for some reason that Reeves' last name I've heard of or seen before in Star Wars, that might just be me yeah. wishful thinking. Uh, but it's interesting to me that it's it wasn't Sabine in the end. Uh, but I think that that's just another character out there that they could save possibly for later. Yeah. And, I mean, we're getting plenty of awesome characters regardless. Now, real quickly to get through this intro, uh, he's led to, Din Djarin's led to the inn uh, where Mon Calamari lead Din to Corrin, a group of Corrin. Now, and again, these are the two species that made us think that this was going to be Mon Calamari, yeah. uh, the planet, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen to be the case, but oh well. That Count us, count that as an L for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got that wrong. <laughs> we thought we were going to go to that planet, but we didn't. Yeah. Uh, and these corn, man, they turn out to be just like... Out for the money. Evil dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or people. What y'all think of that like turn of events there? Because oh, I thought everything was good, good there. I uh-huh. mean, the guy sounded like Jason Momoa, so I was like, man, I like this dude. Turned out, I don't think it was Jason Momoa, but regardless, seemed like a pretty cool corn. But you know, it didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> it it was sort of a slow episode up until that point where he pushes the cradle into the yeah. the pit. Now, did y'all get worried at any moment when that happened? A little or, bit. Okay. I yeah. mean, the show is loosely based around baby Yoda so I knew he would be fine but at the same right. time um you know I thought at least he would have come up a little drowned or something you know like yeah he was def- at least unconscious oh, the child the child yeah yeah not like yeah. uh that I mean he I guess his cradle or whatever but it was a little banged up but other than that that was it that cradle must have been waterproof man like I mean, life yeah. case worthy yeah <laughs> that's not the proof. one. That's not the one that Quill made, is it? I think it is. Is, is it? it? Yeah, I think so. is well, it the same one? Dan. Quill knew what he was doing. Yeah, man. yeah he knew. Yeah. What he... <laughs> there again, a testament to Quill. Yeah, we have spoken. So <laughs> we have, we have spoken. Now I forgot to mention it. The is it Mamacore, Mamacore? Mm-hmm. This is that's the creature that the corn attempt to feed yeah. both Din Another and the child to with a weird mouth. Yeah, yeah. We keep getting <laughs> some say, weird. It was like the water sarlacc. It, it really was. Hundred percent, and we continue to see that. But in this scene, I was just kind of taken aback, only because, first of all, really interesting to me, Din Djarin can use his jetpack in the water. I mean, that was pretty hype. Did that's how he kept coming back to the surface. Oh, um, only I only could tell oh. that because of the flashes yeah. of light. Now, great moment. As soon as we hear. Blasters firing. Bruh. Saving the day. Bo-Katan. Uh, as soon as I saw that helmet, uh-huh. I was like 99.999% sure uh-huh. that it was her. 
and man was that reveal incredible yes it was i so when i saw first word she said and the subtitle said bo-katan y'all heard me i was like no <laughs> they did that yeah and they did it <laughs> now that was one of the characters that they speculated about or news reports leaked out that was going to be coming and they said some yeah. wouldn't be true some would be true really glad that this one's true yeah right me too um now I want to dive into this scene a little 100%. bit. Hundred percent. So let's go. <laughs> you know, Dan Jaren, he gives that same look, and we laughed about it. Me and uh, Brandon did uh, before the show. We laughed about how he's always so defensive when he sees a Mandalorian armor and the helmet come yeah. off. <laughs> so my question to you all is: Now that we know a little bit about this scene and that. Din Djarin is a child of the Watch, and that is they defected from the planet Mandalore and wanted to get it back to the ancient ways, as they say. Mm. Um, with that being known, and we know that uh, present Mandalorian culture or more modern pre Mandalorian culture, they're able to remove their helmets. Do you think that Boba Fett is a Mandalorian? <laughs> Well, again, or at least Django Fett. I don't remember what the canon story is about where Django Fett comes from, whether he's Mandalorian by birth. But honestly, you could say that Mandalorian is still a way of life. Right. No, in, in chapter eight, they or chapter seven, maybe one of the final episodes in season one say that Mandalorian's not a race, it's a creed. Mm -hmm. So right. it's something that they take on. So Django could have easily taken that on. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's a piece of canon out there with Prime Minister Almec in Clone Wars saying that Django Fett is not Mandalorian, that he's just a dude with well, the armor. But, but again, that was you Almec cannot, saying that. You cannot <laughs> trust that dude's word. Nah. So... so we don't know 100% sure exactly what Jango Fett's background. Old legends, there's some like things that maybe lean toward one way or the other, yeah. but right now we're not 100% sure. But to bounce off that with what you said about Mandalorian is not a race, mm -hmm. it's a creed. Yeah. Um, that was said by Din Djarin. Correct. So he, that's the only way he knows because he didn't know that there was a different... Right. Mandalore. Now that um hang on a second. Okay. When he said Creed, you know, I want you guys to or he was said, I hope to get your help by Creed. Mm -hmm. Did you notice the rest of the Mandal or the uh the other Mandalorians, the modern Mandalorians and Bo Katan, mm -hmm. they were looking at him like Yeah, okay. Yeah, by Creed. Like it was some sort of okay. deal. I that, didn't catch that. So what I thought is like, you know, that's the ancient way. So it's like, by honor, you help me out because we're the same people mm -hmm. by creed. Mm -hmm. But they were just looking at him like, yeah, okay. Well, I think that even the modern Mandalorians are pretty, I mean, she even says we're stronger when we're with each other. I think they're pretty set in stone with if another Mandalorian needs our help, we're going to do everything we can to at least point them in the right direction. Um, so I don't I don't know what that old creed is that he's referencing, uh, but regardless, I do think that 
it might be one of those things that was Death Watch like driven. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is whatever. This is Death Watch. But again, you're Mandalorian, so we're gonna do what we know is right and help you and get you to the right spot. Yeah, I just don't think that Bo Katan and her followers. Plan, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think they share the creed with the the Watchers, the Death Watchers. Right. Now, yes, Death Watch definitely. Bo-Katan used to be a part of mm-hmm. in Clone Wars, yep. but she ended up getting out of it once all that stuff went down with yeah. Maul yeah. and Pre Vizsla. And, you know, those of you that watch Clone Wars, best Clone Wars stuff out there. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, man, watch. was it incredible to get those Clone Wars vibes uh-huh. with all yeah. this information. It was. I feel like there's a lot to dissect with just that little moment when she reveals that he's a child of the Watch. So that one hundred percent, that one hundred percent confirms, and we already knew from the signet in season one. Mm-hmm. But that one hundred percent confirms that that's Death Watch that picks up Din as he's a kid. Yeah, uh, and I'm that assuming, the covert that he's part or was part of was like a remnant of Death Watch. Right. They might have all been children of the Watch, um, but like you were saying. Uh, they're wanting to make it all ancient ways, and this is the way, and yeah. it's by the book, and it's right. Uh, I don't think Bo-Katan and her people are—they just want their planet back, and they're yeah. more political-driven. You know, um, you know, Din Djarin and the, I guess the rest of the Death Watchers. There, it's my way, or it's we're gonna have it out. I <laughs> <Yeah>. think Bo-Katan, because <laughs> even fair. when she's talking to Din, you know, it's very. Uh, I'll do this, but you got to do this for me. And like with yeah. the armor and everything, she's like, no, this is the way, and we help each other. No yeah. quid pro quo or nothing like right. that. No, I 100% agree. Um, it'll be interesting. I And while we're talking about Bo-Katan, I know that John Favreau said some things in interviews where it got us thinking, like, are they trying to take Mandalorian in two different directions? I think this episode possibly did that. If it if it wants to oh, do yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it wants to take the show in a direction of looking at Bo-Katan for an episode or two, it could. Mm-hmm. While also saying, "Well, our main character is still out there, but we're going to look at this mission." Because, and I know I'm skipping ahead to the end of this episode, but whatever. We're just having fun talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Din Djarin goes his separate way. He's after the Jedi still. That's his main mission still. But it's interesting. Not just any Jedi. True. Not just any <laughs> Jedi. Uh, but Bo-Katan's still Moff Gideon-driven, and we know that's our main villain. She's trying to get to him. So, yeah. like, that's two but very why? interesting plot lines that I want to see more of. Absolutely. So it's hard to, it's hard to you know, like, pick a favorite. <laughs> so bouncing off of your last point there, um, Bo-Katan is hunting the Darksaber. Correct. And she knows that Moff has it. Yeah, Moff oh, knows gosh. that she has been raiding the transports, and so he's like, "Well, you know what you have to do: kill them with you alongside of them. Right? Like, take them out, so they don't come after me, pretty much." And you know, he fails at doing that. The commander or whatever fails at doing that. Um. Yeah, so I could see. I see what you're saying as far mm-hmm. as it could take a turn either way. Right. Uh. Let's go around the table. <laughs> Who do you, or which way do you want it to go? 
like which character to follow. Do you want to go find Ahsoka or do you want to go well find Moff Gideon okay. and have it out with him? Let's go ahead and dive in this. Either thing. or though, like either or, well, no, see, not both. Okay, hmm. hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. <laughs> Next chapter, I'm not 100 percent sure who the director is. However. The chapter after next week's episode, so two chapters away, is directed by the creator of Ahsoka Tano, Dave Filoni. Mm. I don't think we're seeing Ahsoka until Dave Filoni's episode. Yeah. So if and they predi- wanted... And we've predicted that before. Right. If they wanted to spend next week on Bo-Katan's story in one episode, they could. And then go back to Din Djarin and Dave Filoni's episode to pick up on his journey to Ahsoka. So I feel like I just kind of like answered your question there with like a 50-50 thing. Yeah, that's not what we were looking for. <laughs> like but which one do I want to see more though? Let me ask you like this. Like I'm throwing that as a possibility that could happen, but are you asking me which one I want to see more? Let me ask you this first. <laughs> okay. But yes, I am asking you that. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you think we can get closure in all that with Bo-Katan in, in one, one episode? episode? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> well, You do? I right, mean, she I kills think. Moff Gideon, gets her lightsaber okay. back, or dark saber back, and everything's good, hunky dory. Here's what I think: the Empire crumbles. I want first order starts. I want the entire story to follow Din Djarin mm-hmm. and the child the whole way through, and not deviate from that because that's this show. It's the core, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but I do believe that they can weave Bo-Katan in and out of this story that shows how. Her story progresses, yeah, and Moff Gideon and all that is involved in all of it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but you know how in the Clone Wars, and it was the same creators as the Clone Wars, uh, that we were getting, you know, one episode you might follow Ahsoka, the next episode you might follow Anakin, you know, and it would bounce around like that. Yeah, I think that this show could do that. But be more on topic than the Clone Wars was, because the Clone Wars, some episodes you know were were throwaway episodes, and then they weren't really relevant to the story. Yeah. And then you know you'd get back on topic. But I think everything could be relevant to the story, seeing how as Moff Gideon is tied in with Din Djarin and everything, and it could come back all the way full circle if we did that next episode with uh, Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. But I don't That's think the one it I'm should be like that. I don't want it to be like that. Okay, so let me pose a question <laughs> to BA. Would you rather see separate episodes focused on Mandalorian's journey and then a separate episode on Bo-Katan's journey? Or would you rather see like a TV show styled with a bunch of characters moving a bunch of different parts and the end game is all of them getting somehow connected to where we see Din Djarin and the child's journey for five minutes, but then we flash to Bo-Katan's journey for five to ten minutes, and then we go back and forward in one episode. Like, which format would you prefer? Well, what I think is going to happen, I don't know if I have a preference over either, because okay. either way they do it, whoever the writer is going to, they're going to do a fantastic job. Fair enough. <laughs> so, but what I, what I think is going to play out is that it's going to follow Din, but we know that Moff Gideon, his target really isn't Bo-Katan. He still wants the child. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a triangle. He's going after Din. Din's going after Ahsoka. So if Moff gets to mm. Din first, then Bo-Katan's Bo going is after Moff. Also. So Dude, I feel like 
I feel like she's coming you back. Just put it all together for us, yep. bro. Right. Yeah, we need a whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think that we'd spend, like you said, the director was it Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll take that break to focus on Bo-Katan right. because that's a hard task for three Mandalorians who have been searching just to find this crime lord mm-hmm. like overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like they're gonna have to, you know, get help. Like Din's gonna be like, hey, you know, he's here. Or they'll get a distress call from him. To kind of pinpoint his location. Um, At the same time, um, Moff Gideon could knock out two birds, or three birds, (laughs) three birds with one stone, if he somehow tracked down Din to find that he's got the child, he's with Ahsoka, and then, like you said, a distress could be sent out to... And Bo-Katan. Yes. Yeah. I can see that. (laughs) Well, we we did hear... Uh, pre-season mm. that uh, there was going to be lightsaber on darksaber action. Yes, we heard that there was going to be fighting with the darksaber, which lends you to believe 100% clashing with sabers. So it's got to be Ahsoka. It's got to be. She's the only lightsaber wielder. I think that's the end game in all this, in this season. Do you think that's season? If we see you it. You think I, that's episode, chapter 18? 16. Eight plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's okay, man. That's we only everything. got five more. I know, man. We're next week's halfway. There's so much that could happen with this storyline, and it sounds like you're more interested in the Bo-Katan one right now. I just want to see the dark saber and Moff Gideon. Yeah, that is something that I. We're now three episodes in, and we just got Moff Gideon's reveal, right? And. Again, we're going. Well, we're already return. at the end of my notes, but like when he delivers that line, "Long live the Empire." Yeah, oh, that was oh incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. Uh, I I need to see more Moff Gideon, and yeah, it sounds sure. like Din's journey is taking him away from Moff Gideon. But I think I think we're putting this past Moff. I think he's smart enough to figure out what Din's doing next and possibly tracks him down. Remember what Giancarlo Esposito said, Mm -hmm. that he's going to make the Mandalorian fight his battles for him. I forgot about that quote, too. Yeah, so... What does all this mean? Just keep all that in mind as we're watching this show, right? So, and again, we know Moff Gideon's main thing is get the child, but Mm -hmm. there's no way Din's going to do anything to try to go against the child. Right. So... Well, hang on. So, like B.A. said, and I really like what he said about 100%. it's kind of a love triangle between all three yeah. of them. They've all, like... We're square in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody going after everybody. And right. There's something that everybody wants. You True. have something <laughs> I want. Dude, that was pretty close. Uh-huh. Good job, man. Thanks. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Golf class for, for everybody. Yeah. But do you think we get it this season? I think we have to. It's gotta be it's gotta be late season. Like that's the climax of the season is when we get everybody there together. But mm. then where do we go from there? Yeah, hey, we we're throwing a lot of eggs in the basket already. <laughs> we also gotta remember two. that uh brief carga. And um, Cardoon are gonna we haven't even gotten to them yet. Yeah, no. Okay, so what if next episode he goes to get his gang, 
Grief Cargan, Cara Dune to try to then go to meet Ahsoka. Okay, that's nah, one I thing I was going to say earlier, but I forgot. His ship is <laughs> ship. So <laughs> loosely, loosely using that term. <laughs> yeah, like w- he's got to get it repaired. Yeah, his best mechanic just got blasted last season. So uh, he's got to find somebody. You think he goes back to Tatooine to get uh, his ship fixed and to pick up Cobb Vance mm. because that's his only mechanic now, and she's good that we know of. That well, yeah. Unless Surely he, he's unless got he goes back to. To uh, oh, what's the dude off uh, Sons of Anarchy? Bobby, the, uh, nah, I don't. When I they don't do the know. prison, the prison. Oh, thing? He, I think he's dead. You think? I think so at this point. I don't know why, but I just have that feeling. We did get closure from that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if he's dead. I think I think that one is a question mark. Okay, that he might could be show up in later seasons. In another season. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know where where my head's at with this episode anymore. <laughs> so his his ship is is done. Toast. Yeah. It's held together by what me and BA were saying, bungee cords and tarps. Ratchet straps. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh that's his first stop. Yeah. Is and the baby did y'all get the hint throughout this episode and throughout the past two episodes that the baby is hungry, starving? Yes. So I'm thinking he's got to get that baby some food. Yes. And he's got to get his ship fixed. He's going to stop yes. in at Kroger's. Yeah. <laughs> fill up and then get some food. Now, let's let's return back to the episode just for a minute. Yeah. Because there's one thing. So Din flies away, and I know we're bouncing way around this episode now, but I'm back to where he first meets Bo. Um, he flies away in like, Nah, I don't want to do help y'all or meet up with y'all anymore because y'all don't really seem to follow my mm-hmm. creed. The way. The way, right? This is the only way. But then again, they show up, they save him, so they sit down and have a conversation. And the big thing that I yeah, want to point out about part. this conversation, for one, it's really interesting to me that the Empire remnants have decided to use Trask to create their weapons that they've brought from Mandalore. Uh, that's really interesting to me. But Bo-Katan's mission is fully revealed in talking about wanting to get back to Mandalore and sit at the throne. Yep. It, that It's hard for me to not want to see that. And I yep. think maybe the end game of the entire show might be all of these Mandalorians that we're meeting along the way back on Mandalore and peace is back to Mandalore. Do you think it's Bogotan that'll hold that seat? She's the rightful. Because I don't. She's the rightful ruler from lineage at least. I, do. <laughs> I don't. Know who I think it's going to be? Who's that? Din Djarin? That I, guy. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. He might be. He's like the in-between yep. for both clans. Yep. For, from, you know, the Watch, the Children of the Watch to now he's gotten kind of an eye opening and then we'll see him get softer yeah throughout the seasons hopefully now and yeah he'll be sitting at the throne dog it's Bo-Katan's definitely the reason why she's wanting to get the dark saber is that's the key to get the throne yeah to so become who, Mandalore whoever has that 
is the king, queen, whatever. And it's uh, what the is Mandalore. It? The ma- <laughs> okay, yeah, the Mandalore. Well, not. I mean, pre Vizsla wasn't, but he wielded it. Right. He was the Mandalore. He was the Mandalore. He sat on the throne. And then and when the Darth Maul, when Darth Maul defeated him in duel, because that's the that's the way that you get the dark saber. When Darth Maul defeated him, Darth Maul then became the Mandalore. Yep. Um, and then somehow along the way, Maul loses it, which is in a comic book, and it ends up falling to Bo-Katan somehow. And there, there's still like loose ends there. We haven't seen that necessarily explored. But generally, the rule of thumb is whoever wields the Darksaber is the leader of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So Moff Gideon, I guess right now currently, is the Mandalore. Really interesting. Do you think that's because he was at the Great Purge and he was the conquering commander? See, I hope yeah. we get clarification on that, and I I wonder if I, him and well, we did Bo-Katan get, get in a conflict to where he wins it off of her, or if it's another weird situation that we need more backstory on. Yeah, we did get a little more con- uh, confirmation in that. Where um, Remember where Din was talking about you know, how Mandalore, the planet, is cursed. Right. Um, and anyone who goes there dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Empire won't let anyone take it back um, because when they figured out they couldn't control it, they made sure that no one could go back. Right. Um, so that makes you wonder what condition the planet's in mm-hmm. first. And also that confirms, you know, the Empire came into Mandalore, invaded. That's what the Great Purge is. Um, and they destroyed Mandalorian way of life when they did that. Yeah. So that all that's left is fragments. Um, so I thought that was really cool to see. And, hmm, y'all think we're going to go back to Mandalore at some point? At some point in the show. Not <laughs> this season. Dude, but at some point. what if... What if that's where Moff Gideon has his, like, main base? That'd be interesting. Yeah. We're going there at some point. (laughs) I just don't think it'll be this season. Too soon Mm. for me. And I'm I'm just getting a little hint of nervous that we're throwing in so much epicness all in one moment that there won't be, like, as many surprises in future seasons. I mean, I still trust... The people, but I don't behind the show, but I don't know who else they could bring in to make this even more legit. I, I mean, think that's anything with Bo Katan is incredible. I think that's just us piling on the speculation. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> Making the connections. Now it was really this middle part of the episode where we got all of these huge key details that we've been rambling on now for about fifteen minutes. It feels like. Um, but let's go ahead and just return back to the episode to try to kind of collect our thoughts back. And again, whenever we get to those points where we venture off, 100% fine. I don't think that our outline is on point anymore. We're just having fun, which is fine. Right. <laughs> um, so I think we've hit kind of the middle portion where they've kind of finally come to an agreement where Din is going to do uh, the mission for Bo-Katan because he needs the information where he needs to go next. Um and we get this 
scene where Din and Bo and then the other two Mandalorians go on an Imperial Gonzanti. Gonzanti, is that how you say that freighter name? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> and the mission is to take the weapons that were the material, the resources to make the weapons are from Mandalore. Uh, but the mission becomes more because Bo-Katan has more to do. Um, B.A., what do you think of just the action scenes uh, throughout this segment on the cruiser? Uh, maybe Din's performance, Bo-Katan's performance. What do you think about this final act in general? Is very well done. I know they even joke about the Stormtroopers' aim. We see a lot more of that. They've played a lot on that in this show as a whole. Uh, but then we see Din at the end, and I even made the comment we were watching, he seems like he's invincible with that armor against Stormtroopers. So there's going to have to be some other big bad that's going to take him down a notch. Right. Because it's not Stormtroopers that can do it. True. Now, what weapon or destruction can get past this Beskar at this point? I'm sure if so. A lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the dark saber, I'm yeah. assuming. <laughs> what was the gun that Moff Gideon set up in front of the tavern? E-Web. Yeah, I'm sure that could take it down. I think so. Um, so I have a observation. Mm-hmm. Din Djarin looked like a buffoon, clumsy, and <laughs> just out of sorts compared to uh, Bo-Katan and her two mm-hmm. warriors. Really? That's what, I mean, he was stumbling around and falling and just kind of out of breath the whole time. Yeah. And then Bo-Katan, they're just like walking through these stormtroopers. That's the feel I got for it. Like yeah. he was like, and he was like looking around like, good Lord. Right. Like I'm not even doing, I'm not even trying. It was interesting to watch. I feel like this is the first time I've watched a scene in this entire show and felt like Din Djarin wasn't the dominant presence. Yeah. In the scene. Yes. It was very evident that Bo-Katan was the primary skilled fighter. And they did a, um, Bryce did a really good job of portraying that through the uh, directions there. 100%. Now, again, it this moment leads to that when we finally see Moff Gideon. Um, incredible moment. I can't wait to see more of him, and I'm sure we will the remainder of this um, season. Um, and the Imperial captain mm-hmm. bites on something to kind of yeah. get rid of himself, I, off himself. Um, what this made me think of was in Nazi Germany, they would implant uh, artificial an artificial tooth in their mouth that had cyanide stored in it. Yeah. And that if that officer was ever compromised, he was supposed to break that tooth and it would poison him. Okay. Um, so that's what that made me think of. No, I would say now that you've said that, I, I think that's like 100% what they were going yeah. for. Yeah. And again, that it, Star Wars has a past of making the Imperial seem very Nazi Germany-like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just another um Very another devoted <laughs> to their cause, like to the extreme. Um, right. Long live the empire! Long, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. Right now, um, oh, hang no, on a second. yeah, go so, for it, bro. Moff Gideon, first time we see him in this season, right? We've gotten backstory on Din Djarin. We've gotten a little bit more on Bo-Katan. Uh We know that we're headed to Ahsoka. What I am most interested in now 
is Moff Gideon's history. Okay. And is he an inquisitor? Mm-hmm. Is he force sensitive? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did he come by? Is he is he Mandalore? Maybe. <laughs> um, you know, is he going to lose the dark saber? Yeah. How did he get the dark saber? I want to know that. that That's is, what I want to know most right now. There's a lot of questions behind his character. For how sure. did how did he know everybody? Yeah. Which makes me think he's an inquisitor. Yeah. Which makes me think he's force sensitive. <laughs> now, I still think there's more questions with Bo-Katan and Din Djarin too, respectively. I mean, maybe not as much so now. I mean, we got a little more information. But I think maybe more of Bo-Katan's histories that I'm wondering include Moff Gideon somehow. Right. Like, how did Bo lose the Darksaber? I'm assuming, too, Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting... I hope we get more clarification on that in the future. Final thing that I have here, we've already touched on it. Bo-Katan tells Din Djarin to take the foundling to the city of Kalodin on the forest planet of Corvus to find Ahsoka Tano. The reports, yeah. rumors, I think at this point, 100% true. We're getting a live action Ahsoka Tano played by Rosario, Rosario. Dawson. Um, I think in two weeks. When Dave Filoni's at the helm. Let me ask yeah. you this. <laughs> it Do we know that planet? Okay, so shout out to Star Wars Theory. No. He's the dude well. that like crushes it. Uh, I saw he, when I was looking at Twitter before we got on air, uh, he was talking about how this is something that, this is a planet that was in like an old Legends book. Oh, really? Which, again isn't canon anymore Mm -hmm. but with Dave Filoni he usually sticks true to what George kind of set up yeah Uh, I don't remember what the description says but it is something that diehards have seen in a book before Hmm. Uh, so we probably need to check out that book or just find it online and see what the descriptor of but we have not seen it physically I tried to find something but I couldn't find anything oh okay okay so that's cool that you found something on it. Yeah, it was uh, Star Wars Theory. Shout out to him. So the last known location of Ahsoka is where? At the end of Star Wars Rebels on oh, I'm blanking on the name. Where Ezra's from. Come on. Come on. We're we're losing (laughs) credibility here. Uh I gotta figure this out. Yeah, so no, I don't know where that's at, but to just fill the void here and not make it seem like we're looking it up Phil, on the internet. No, we're we're 100% looking it up on the internet <laughs> no, because um, I I don't know why I'm blanking on this. What I was getting at is we know that she has her lightsabers, correct? Yes. The white ones. The white ones at this point, yes. Right. And I'm wondering... Loth? Lothal? Lothal, yes. Yeah. Good job, Jacob. Yep. No <laughs> internet here. All in his brain. Because we're good. <laughs> <laughs> where were you going, man? <laughs> so where I was going with that was uh how did she get to Corvus? Fair fair question. Yeah. We gotta we keep getting... And who's with her? Is is Rex still with her? Sabine Wren. I think she's... I I don't know uh, Sasha Banks was supposed to play her. 
I think she is still going to end up coming in the show. Maybe not in the season, but I do think she is connected with Ahsoka still. Because the last thing that we do see of Ahsoka, Ahsoka and Sabine go mm-hmm. off on a mission to find Ezra. Yep. Uh, so they're still connected somehow. So she's not alone, I don't think. Hmm. And you just threw out another interesting one, Rex. Yep. That's a possibility, too. He's still out there, we're assuming. I mean, they couldn't (laughs) have... um, um, They couldn't have him come back just to play Boba. See, golly, (laughs) and I still don't feel like we're done with Boba. Or are we? Or was that them setting up a standalone Boba series? No, no way. I don't think so. I think we're going to get... I think he's going to go back to... uh, uh, Tatooine for Cobb Vance, his help. Like kind of how in season one he went and rallied the troops before the big mission. Right. Um, another thing is, what happened with the armor? She's still out there too, man. No. Well, yeah, the armorer. Oh, the yeah, armor. But the Boba's armor. Oh, I'm hoping it's still on the ship. <laughs> Was it in the main cockpit? I don't know. If not, then it's floating in space. <laughs> Do you think it was in? It's uh, it's like stowed away somewhere, like where b- the child sleeps. And I think so. Yeah, I think so. To keep it out of sight. I think so. I think we're not done with it. I don't think they would have dumped it in space. And what do you think is going to happen with that? Bobo will eventually get it back. I think, but that's just something that maybe that's what they're maybe they're revealing all these characters, and we'll come back to Boba next season. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're we're getting to the point where we're just like rambling our heads here and trying to figure all this out. I think it's too early for us to try to figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, man. Chapter eleven, the heiress. I loved it uh, from beginning to end. I thought that again, and I said this on the top, but I'm summing it up again. I thought the Mandalorian info that we got was crucial. It's got us spinning our wheels and trying to figure all the things out, and that's exactly what they want. Uh, they want everybody speculating and try to predict predict this thing, and turns out that no one's predictions are right. I mean, that's when Star <laughs> right. Wars is best. Um, I saw, but yeah. I saw one thing on Facebook. It was like uh, episode one or nine. It was like, uh, OMG, there's Boba Fett. And then episode two or... What, 10 mm. it was uh where's boba fett and then <laughs> like this last one it was boba who <laughs> because we got so many new nice. characters introduced and yeah absolutely now it is interesting and maybe we'll close the show here um what do you think a non nerdy casual viewer of the mandalorian thought about all this that we got tonight we've got two out there true so, like, when, when Bo-Katan popped up and we're flipping out, like, and B.A., I mean, maybe you can speak to it a little bit because I know you don't really dive into Clone Wars or anything like that, but, like, I don't know. Is But you know uh, yeah, who right. Bo-Katan is. Yeah, he knows. Like, our wives did not know who that was. <laughs> right. But at all. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, for us. like, oh, look, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> for us, it's... It was an incredible episode because we got all those connections. Mm-hmm. 
But to other like casual viewers, I wonder what they're thinking. Well, just this season, episode one, they fought a dragon. So regardless <laughs> of who was in the episode, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Two, there was giant spiders. <laughs> and then in this, you have more Mandalorians, which they've seen in the first season, and they just see that again, so they know that yeah. something's up. They might not know all the bloodlines and... And then they right. see Moff Gideon again. So I, I think there's enough there to... All these creeds and this is the way. That's and the old stuff way. for sweats to, yeah. to discuss and talk about. So Absolutely. Well, we're here to talk about it. We're the sweats. Right. We're the sweats. <laughs> we're the sweaty Bring meats. your deodorant and whatever because we're the sweats. <laughs> we have the meat. We're not, sweats. We're not Arby's. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, James Earl Jones. <laughs> thank you to all of you that continue to listen to us and... Uh, bearing with us as we fumble and stumble over our words we really appreciate it uh we're just star wars fans having fun with the mandalorian i mean we're not we're not connected to the hollywood game whatsoever uh we're just casual fans and we're not casual fans i mean let's be real no but we're we're pretty nerdy (laughs) we're nerdy (laughs) fans that just enjoy getting together on fridays to watch the mandalorian and to talk star wars and we really appreciate you listening to us talk yeah. Star Wars. And I mean if if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast, then you're probably just like us. Fair enough. So I mean, you know. <laughs> you know, you're probably so you you're probably it. a little nerdy. You get it. Yeah. And and we get you. So <laughs> we get thank you. you. We get you. All right. BA, <laughs> thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jacob, as always. Spin Words of wisdom. B.A., first of all, thank you for, like, the... I'm put back to you, B.A., like the triangle love triangle we got going yeah, on in this show. the blossoming I think love that quadruple. was probably the highlight of our review tonight. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone else out there has thought of it. Mm. <laughs> well... <laughs> I appreciate the praise, but let's, you know, let's be real. We got yeah, some smart people out there. Yeah, you're the smartest. Okay, we appreciate you listening. Follow us <laughs> at Mando Talk, Facebook, Twitter and instagram i'm caleb weebly. keller we yeah we got a website mandotalk.weebly.com yeah you can get all the all to the links right there i appreciate you listening to us i'll send it to nolan the captain ferris to get us out of here we have spoken